Namaste and welcome to episode 5 of the Tech Top Teacher podcast. In this podcast, we're going to be looking at transitioning to online teaching. So sit back and listen and don't forget to share and don't forget to subscribe. Tech Tech is committed to helping educators and schools identify and remove any impediments to seamless and effective use of technology. We are founded by teachers for teachers and we are building a community of challenge-ready and enthusiastic educators called the ACT Alliance. These educators are dedicated to actively transforming student learning by using innovative teaching practices and digital technology. Our podcast offers insights, tips, and hacks to integrating technology in your classroom. To episode 5 of the Tech Top Teacher, my name is Dr. Justina Adeoshun, and it's a great delight to have you join us on this podcast. In the last episode, episode 4, we looked at EdTech trends in 2020. Um, and so if you haven't had a listen, please go back and listen to that. Um, it will be a great listen for you and also to point you in the directions of um, where uh, EdTech is going in 2020. In this episode, we will be looking at transitioning to online learning. And coincidentally, it was one of the trends um, I mentioned in the last podcast and said that was where things were going to go in 2020. But I mean, now everybody has to take that seriously, online teaching and learning because of the um, school closure due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, so due to this closure, a lot of us are having to either have started um, transitioning to online learning or seriously considering um, to avoid disruption to our pupils' learning. So today I'm just going to be sharing um, first first steps basically or tips to ensure that it works. Um, I know that it can be overwhelming, exa- especially when you're looking at all the things that other schools are doing or other educators are doing from around the world. But I mean, what my advice, my first advice is just calm down, be calm, take some steps and properly 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 planned so don't just jump into it um at the moment okay so i'm going to be discussing online teaching and i'm going to be looking at it from three areas and i will call that the three c's um which are content community and communication so those are the three c's you want to really be looking at as you transition to online uh teaching Now, it's important to state that before you jump into any content creation whatsoever or any tech embedding, the first thing you have to do is you must consider your end user. Um, After, you must thoroughly deliberate and consider. So as a team, as a school, even as a teacher, before you start out, think so many things. Okay, so... The children who are end users in, in the educational, in the classroom setting, um, are they digitally literate enough? Are they, who will they rely on to help them to facilitate their learning? 
what's their physical environment like where they the demography of the school also will help you what devices do they have uh, access to and what is connectivity like um have they been exposed to online teaching before or do they even have as a matter of fact any health challenge emotional challenges or learning challenges that will impact you need to consider all of this properly and someone also added that you must consider if you're a school you must consider the tech levels of your teachers because they are the ones who are going to facilitate this learning um when you've taken all of those into consideration, so don't jump into any tool or any embedding or any tech until you have carefully considered those. And then also in what context are we going to teach? Are we going to teach um, synchronously or asynchronously? And I'll just explain those terms. If you're teaching synchronously, all the children are online at a time and that helps you to decide on the tools and if you're doing asynchronous okay so they have time um the the activities are put up and then children can sort of walk through it in their own pace so you these are the consideration before you even start to plan your content now uh, many of us will already have our schemes we already had our goals everything we already set out but now we have to now start rethinking and redesigning our content for the online platform for, for online teaching so you must really consider that and then have to digit start digital uh, planning the lessons for a digital environment you have to make sure that you consider all of those so now you've considered taking all this consideration on board you've decided whether you're going to go synchronous or asynchronous you've done all of that you have to choose a platform what i call like mission control a central hub where you're going to be sharing a lot of your learning materials providing guidance and the platform that will offer the children opportunity to interact so um you then choose that platform, which is what a lot of people will call online learning platform or a learning management system. So you should choose that platform. And then once that platform has now been chosen, um, you then start to put together your uh, materials and put together the learning and structure it. So this is still on the content, the C. Now, when you are planning, the lessons digitally you you also now have to think what's our immediate priority what are we going to teach okay even as a school or as a, a teacher make a decision what is going to be taught online okay so schools will as teachers most times schools will have given us the mandate and as school leaders we have to decide on this mandate real quick um considering the time um that you will have to do this um for Nigeria, uh, where I am, um, a lot of us had finished a lot of our formal teaching. And so what we were basically wanting to do a review and it's given us a lot of time to prepare. I know that that is not the situation for a whole lot of other countries because I've had educators reach out to me from like Kenya, for example, that had to, they shot much earlier than, than we did. 
Um, so they had to really, so some people had to do this in a matter of days. Um, but we've had time to prep. So um, come out with mandates, decide, okay, so of all our subjects, what are going to go online? How are they going to go? Um, this is after you've selected your platform. And then go back to your considerations as well when you are putting the lessons all together. So our advice that you should build, design your lessons to be student-centered. I mean, do, do that in a way. Find ways to swap your face-to-face -to, -face to online um, teaching. So you must find ways to do that. Um, provide a lot of media reach and interactive activities. So there's going to be videos, lots of videos I can imagine that are going to be put together for this especially if you're doing asynchronous. I mean, without uh, the issue of internet connectivity here, quite a lot of schools in Nigeria will be doing a lot of asynchronous. And because also if you've considered probably access, everyone is not going to have access at the same time. So you need to allow um, build the activities in a way to allow time for children to walk their way through it. Now, all, um, spend time this time for Nigerian educators. We have some time. We've been we've been asked to close for about four weeks. So spend time to start to curate resources. Now, uh, you don't have to just jump into uh, uh, creating. I mean, you should create, but you can um, you should create a number. But I mean, you can work smarter by curating quite a lot, finding those resources, adapting them. Um, I would advise you have like a checklist so that in that checklist, you're working your way through your resources. Um, now, when we're doing this and when we're thinking about those lessons, break them. I always advise the three keys. Um, keep the lessons very short. Keep them clear and keep it active. Uh, keep it alive so that's what you should do so media rich interactive activities so there's going to be lots of videos um teachers are going to have to create lots of videos are going to be sharing lots of videos but also include a lot of interactive activities um now these interactive activities that you can create from very simple tools now when we are creating the lessons that should go on there please never consider the tech tool first I see this mistake so many times and when people reach out, for example, and they need help, what they're thinking about is trying to build everything around the tool. No, what you should be doing, these are the activities. This is how we want to do it. Now, what tool is going to help us? What tool is going to help us deliver it and what tool is going to support that learning? So that's the other way. That's the way that you should be thinking. So as you are designing and really breaking it down it is going to be informing the kinds of tools that you want to choose so for example i've done fractions and then the children have a series of activities interactive activities they are to do after watching the videos okay so now i have to think what sort of uh, tool am i going to use to help with this interactive activity then it helps you to do that um also um if, for example, the children have to record their work, it helps you to uh, give direction for the tool. Now, if you're doing this synchronously, then you're going to have to look for some video conferencing tool that you're going to use to deliver the lesson. Um, my advice is that in, if, even if you choose to go asynchronous with your teaching, have time where there's synchronous learning. 
So you put up all the stuff because it is nice for them to connect with, with the instructor, with the educator. So have times where they will have to all come together for some kind of synchronous learning for them to also connect with you as the educator because they will be missing that connection and that um, and you also want to be sure that they're fully engaged. Okay, so now we've chosen platform. We're working with all of our content. We're building all of that. We now have to, with the with the, we have to now build a community. Uh, now, one to build a community, we must keep those exercises uh, collaborative in nature, so that children have. Remember when they came to school, they had that student to student um, interaction they had, which they will be missing when they're learning from home. You must. Uh, provide those opportunities so they there should be as you design collaborative tasks children can break up into small groups and do um and your tools for example on google that can allow you to do that will be google docs and children can all work together to provide um one writing piece so they can do a collaborative writing what you can do is also have discussion forums where children can go on and leave discussions where they can discuss as a group and brainstorm for something they have to all present together even if it's just some kind of um open-ended question you put on your platform to get them discussing and being able to reply to each other's responses you know that sort of builds that community you you don't want the children to just be working in isolation so you must consider uh, building a very strong community now in building the community you as the teacher you are the lead so you must um have uh time where you interact with everyone so they're coming and okay so even if we did it asynchronously at 2 p.m today i'll be online everybody can come online uh, for some kind of video conferencing and then we share or you can have children do that there, there are many tools that allow the children to be able to collaborate also some kind of um uh, forum or board uh, padlet is a good board for this where children can leave like lots of comments and lots of pictures in fact lots of things on that so that they can also communicate with that um now content community so we must be sure that our community is vibrant and in the activities we're doing it's like very vibrant we can't we can't just leave it drab and just say you know what let's just put put up videos after all we've put up those videos um in school we provided opportunity for them to ask questions ask questions of each other brainstorm and this should not be any different now before we then start out um it's also nice to provide a tech tool guidance guidance so first of all on your platform whatever platform you choose to use please keep the platform very organized so that it's easy for children to be able to navigate i, I would imagine in our in our physical classes things are arranged when we looked in our math corner all our math books were there we were not things were not shown that's the way that you should organize the online community it should be very organized in a way that you know um children know what to where to go if they had issues with math now one of the things you also have to do is to provide tech tool guardians um, for some children who are conversant already this may not be but for for some of us this this is going to be like 
one of the first times they're going to be doing lots of stuff online so it's okay to dedicate the first few lessons uh to um tech tools knowing what to do what are the new rules in these are new online classroom now um children should know uh how to mute their mics for example when they are not um speaking so that all it can everybody can hear um children should know how to navigate set some of the apps um it will be so provide text audio and video uh guidance for this i mean this is just very essential for uh equal participation so um i hope that we will take that on board while we're putting together that platform so design design test run your platform we have time again nigerian educators uh we're, we're we're slightly at an advantage because we have time before the new term starts um so you should um put all of this spend more time prepping and being calm instead of you know just uh, getting overwhelmed okay so now if you want to do synchronous teaching uh make sure that you provide opportunities for children to use the chat option to ask questions they can also screen share and swap their camera that's another way for you to build community so in essence i've talked about content and community all together because they're somewhat uh inter interlinked um and also uh, make sure that the activities that you do keep them clear keep them short keep them active people keep asking me and i'm like okay if we're doing some kind of synchronous activity i'll imagine just keep it really short to like to like 20 minutes um now it's also important to when when we're putting up content and and community people think that we we because it's online teaching we shouldn't differentiate no most of the online platforms have the opportunity for you to be able to differentiate i mean we have differentiated for a long time in our classes so why should we stop now so we must provide that opportunity for differentiation also provide opportunity to uh, make sure while you're planning there's this opportunity to provide feedback and receive feedback from the children you must do that you must also provide pastoral care pastoral care is very key um all the children are not going to be learning as we know or some somebody may have some challenge even not related to uh, academics that is impacting so you also want to be providing that opportunity for that pastoral care um we also have to seriously rethink our assessments um now our assessments have moved away from traditional scores and we must now be thinking more authentic assessments so how are children for example going to demonstrate that they, they they've learned the stuff or how are you going to ensure that child, uh, children um, are following along with the learning as you go you must build this also into your content now keep the contents in small chunks and put them in chunks and put them up in modules so okay we're we're doing fraction for example the first the first lesson is going to be um on identifying fraction then maybe do like some kind of ongoing assessment to check for that before we move on to the next thing just how you will do it in class that's the way that you should break it in small chunks now for the assessment authentic we we must also differentiate um, the assessments now think more authentic more real world so it's most likely going to be more performance based 
um, so you can have children journal and share with you you can have um, look at uh, the the discussion forums when you've posed questions there um, also you you want to be given problem-based kind of learning tasks so that when children do that, you're sure that they've mastered. Children can role play. Children can provide video recording to demonstrate mastery or voice recording or even simply response to a video. So uh, you can put up a video and then children are supposed to give you um, high points from their video. Now, with all of these assessments, they're not going to be like scoring. Um, even if you're going to pro provide a score, it's not going to be like the traditional way. So you want to be providing rubrics. Um, so for the older children, they're able to see the rubrics and rubrics sort of guide them in the line for what is the teacher's expectation. Um, you can then throw in your ongoing uh, assessments or quizzes in there for feedback. So um, content communication so far. Um, then lastly, I'm going to just wrap up looking at communication. So for the communication, you, you must as a school or even as a teacher, maintain your single source of truth. So let all that information be channeling from you alone and then you can decide on how you're going to be sending that information, um, to the parents now. So either, um, using one to many text-based communication. So if email is what you're going to use, use that, try to send emails once a week or bulk SMSs, if that was what you want to. In the small class of, small group of, 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 of course, as the classes, they will have their tools that they're going to be using for communication, but you have to be communicating frequently and not just putting up the learning. So all you're just doing is just putting up learning. So have other communication that you, you other information that you will pass across um it must all be coming from you um after you after deciding okay i'm going to do text once in a while do audio or video um so that the the parents can be carried along and you must send periodic information so you don't want a situation where uh, the children may not know that task has come on if depending on the platform you're using or is someone's parent telling the other person what to do or how to go about it so your channel of communication must very ro be, be robust and be open and then send out periodic information so um those are basically the three c's you have to consider as you transition to online content community and communication so for content make sure you plan properly for it uh, have a central hub and for activities keep those activities very uh, student-centered make sure that children have the opportunity to break up in groups and there's a lot of discussion activities so don't don't relegate that to the back because it's an is online and then also communication communication so Thank you for listening until I come your way uh, next time. Um, please listen to other episodes of the Tech Top Teacher to get you uh, started. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and share with other educators. We're always happy to help and eager to hear from you. So leave a message or a comment. Connect with us by following us at Tech on social media and look out for upcoming trainings and events. 
To learn more about ACT Alliance, a community of challenge-ready and enthusiastic educators, visit www.actactech.com AA. Until I come your way next time, activate, catalyze, teach with tech.